Welcome to the Odds Checker preview of the USPGA Championship at Bell Reeve. My name is George Ellick and I'm joined by Odds Checker tipster Nar Lyons Hot off a pretty successful uh, weekend at the Open Championship a couple of weekends ago, backing Molinari and, and Zander Schoffler as well, got a place. I think fair to say you were almost a bit annoyed with the uh, with the outcome there, yeah. with Schoffler the better the better situation. Yeah, it was just one of those dream books to have, like going into the last round. It was a big cash out, I remember, wherever placed the bets and... It just worked out perfectly in the end. Well, I think obviously, the two golfers, that I was hoping for Shofla, but, you know, you can't complain, can you? No, well, I think anyone who listened to, to that last podcast or watched the video or, or whatever, or read your, your tipping article, will surely be tuning in again today to hear your pearls of wisdom ahead of the final major of the calendar year. Firstly, as ever, let's talk about the course. Um, Belle Reeve, who I, I, I don't think many people know much about. I think the last um, PGA tournament there was, was back in 2008, the BMW Championship. Uh, so what should people be looking for? What kind of a player do you think would fit uh, going well around this course? Yeah, it's a difficult one just because there hasn't been that many tournaments played there. As you say, 2008 was the last relevant event there. I think it held a, a senior PGA Championship and then a, a PGA back in 1985 as well. So there's not an awful lot to know about it, but on the face of it, it looks straightforward enough, of course. Uh, certainly to analyse, I, th- I think off the tee is where the big problems are going to be, you know, there's a creek that runs that runs through, I think, about nine of the 18 holes, and that's going to come into play on a lot of tee shots. And I think that's where it'll be won and lost. Now, looking back at the, at the BMW in 2008, it was basically, you know, if you were in the middle of the fairway, you could attack the greens. And it, there's, like, different shelves to the greens. There's a lot of contours. And I think if you play from the cut and prepared in the fairway, you can attack the flags, and then it's basically just a matter of holding a couple of putts. So... On the face of it, it, just it looks like a straightforward, almost regular PGA Tour course, and I don't think you're going to look an awful lot more into it. It's interesting because I've read some previews saying that because of the undulating greens, it's very important to be a good putter to basically avoid those three putts over long distance. But then at the same time, you cannot argue that it's more important to be a better iron player so that you don't have your, give yourself those long long putts to have to make. Yeah, well, that's where I think it'll be one and lost. I think you know approaching the green just from from tee to green, you know, obviously. Being a good putter helps, and but putting putting's a strange thing to kind of analyse going into events because you just have one good week putting and you could win the event. Like bad putters win events all the time, so you, you can't just look at a stat and look at the top twenty best putters in the tour and think oh, they're going to be the ones who you know are contending this week. So I do think from Taylor Green basically, and you know looking back to two thousand eight, an interesting stat you've got Vegas won it. Uh, Stephen Ames, uh, what other, Furick, Tim Clark, there were all their names in the top 10, and they all finished in the top 20 in strokes gained approaching the green that season. So that, you know, that backs up in point that I just think, you know, it'll be one basically from tee to green. And uh, any uh, benefit for the players who are a bit longer off the tee, or do you think it's just keeping the ball on the fairway on the short stuff. Yeah, as always, you know, the game's changed since 2008 too, yeah. like, which is important to say. And, you know, bombers do dominate plenty of tournaments and, yeah, length off the tee isn't going to, certainly isn't going to harm you. And, you know, you've got McElroy, for example, who can bomb it off the tee, but his, his approach play isn't that great at the minute, you know. So you've got things like that the way up, but, you know, obviously the closer you are to the green and the, the higher you, your ball flight able to land it on the, on the on the slopey greens closer to the pin, the, the better, you know. 
and uh, again reading some other previews i'm interested to know where you how you look at stuff like this where there's been talk that the grass the fairway grass isn't i can't pronounce it because it's a really long complicated yeah, word but it's a, but it's a different one to usual pga there aren't very many courses that have that grass the fairway and a lot of players complain that it can cause flyers from the fla- from the fairway do you look at that at all when you're weighing this up or do you think that's just another kind of facet that isn't actually as important as some other things you can look at when, when weighing up who you're going to back yeah a lot of previews do tend to uh, study the grass an awful lot it's not my style I have to say uh, you know obviously you, you mentioned this is a different grass it's not used that often I think Eastlake maybe yeah. has it and maybe the St Jude as well but uh, it's not something that I put an awful lot of weight on like you know if you hit the ball in the fairway is a different type of grass going to make a big difference <laughs> to your wedge shot uh, I don't think so. No. Obviously, you can look you can look at these trends and see who plays well on certain certain grasses, and for sure, it, 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 if it can back up your opinion on who's going to win, or you know, all the better. But yeah. it's not something I primarily look to when previewing events. Well, speaking as a pretty ropey golfer, I'm now going to start using the grass as, as my excuse yeah. whenever I start playing batting and blame it on the grass. And move to a new course. Um, let's get into the tips, and these will obviously be on site very very soon. I think they may, may already be on site at the time of recording. Uh, a fair few point stakes, you know, this yeah. uh, this weekend. I hope you're not getting too cocky on us after the <laughs> Open, but uh, definitely a headline tip, and it's five points each way. We don't see many of those coming through. Five point each way, and it's on the favourite. Yeah, there is a lot of point stake this week, but then again, with the place terms out there and offer, I think it would be silly not to. Yeah. And the most attractive of them all for me is Dustin Johnson. Uh, you know, he's had a great, uh, slight lull in the middle of the season, but generally speaking. You know, a great season. You know, he started off in unbelievable fashion in, in Hawaii, blitzing the field there. And then won, won the St. Jude, and most recently Canada a couple of weeks ago. Uh, he tops the, the, the main stats that I really like this week, strokes gained off the tee and uh, strokes gained tee to green. And he hits the ball. I, I think one of the advantages with Dustin this week is, you know, I mentioned the creek that meanders its way through the course, and I think just with a bit more of attention required to the tee shot it kind of I think it concentrates Dustin's mind in a way like you know I've always thought you look at Shane Lowry as well he, you know you wouldn't normally think would play well on, on the tighter courses but you know you've got Wentworth and a few others he's played yeah. well on Firestone I think trees and like somewhere you might concentrates the mind even though you, you imagine with a swing that he wouldn't be the, he wouldn't be the best of drivers but I think you know an ounce of danger and something to fly concentrates Dustin's mind and I think he you know, he just squeezes that ball off the tee, left to right, and you know, off the tee, I just think he'll have a huge advantage this week. And is is wedge play and approach play has improved so much, like down the last couple of years. The big question marks the putter. I think he changed it in the middle of the last week, and he, he had a, he had a decent weekend and finished very strongly at Firestone last last week. I think he reached single figures, almost single figures in the final round yeah. from absolutely nowhere. Like so. Uh, does that, does that concern you, though, a little bit? I mean, you look at that final round and obviously he shot very, very low indeed. But when the pressure was off and he wasn't really in contention, do you still give that as much weight as you would maybe a round like that when he's, when he's in, in the hunt to win it? Does Dustin ever feel any pressure? I know. <laughs> yeah, that's you know, true. You know, <laughs> yeah, people, people certainly can shoot better rounds over the weekend whenever they're not in contention, just with the, with the shackles off a bit. But I don't think that really applies to Dustin. And... Uh, you know, you give it a right rattle on Sunday, and you know, for the, he's got, I think he's got two wins and, and and three top threes in his last five starts, very similar to the kind of form Molinari brought. 
to the open. Um, we were back in Molinari at 33s, and this is the, the number one golfer in the world, sitting at mm. around 9 or 10 to 1. I, I think it's pretty decent. Absolutely. So Dustin Johnson, he is, I think there's 10 to 1 available at the time of recording, but Paddy Power are playing 9, sorry, 10 places, and he is 9 to 1 there. So if you do want to back, uh, back Dustin, have a look on the Odds Checker site before you do so to make sure you're getting the best price. You'll see all the place terms there as well. And it is a headline, five points each way from Nile on DJ. Next up, uh, a couple of two pointers each way, and we'll start with a shorter price one and a player who's, who's really knocking on the door of, of winning his first major. Obviously, very unlucky in the US Open and played very well at times, uh, at times at least, in, in the European Championship, and that's Tommy Fleetwood. Yeah, he just continues to impress me. You know, his form 18 months ago, I thought maybe wouldn't last. You know, speaking to a couple of friends back home, or a couple of punters, you know, about two and a half years ago, I think I had backed him going into the final round of some event and he led it and he, he was absolutely stone useless, you know, in yeah. the final 18 holes. And I said to myself, he's, he's going to be one just to keep off the list. Uh, he's never going to do it. And, and now you're tipping up at 28 to 1 in a yes, USPGA. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> maybe I need my head examined, I don't know. But, uh, <laughs> I think getting married and having a kid and that kind of thing is growing his hair. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it settles some guys, you know. I don't know. Maybe that that's a big factor. But his golf over the last eighteen months has been absolutely unbelievable, and just continues week to week. And I would have, I always kind of have reservations about European tour players going over to America and how they're going to do. And I don't know how, but he's he's performed unbelievably well this year, and uh, obviously he's got his. his win in Abu Dhabi but he's been top 20 in all the majors this year like it was a major return yeah. for Fleetwood and again a tee to green a tee to green course like that's exactly where, where you look to Fleetwood if you're looking to back him so the price isn't anything special I don't think I think the price is about right around 28 uh, but it's just everything he's a good putter too like you know yeah. on his day so I think if he if he can hit the ball in the fairway like he his approach plays pretty good so yeah I think everything points to a, a, at least a top 20 in this and, and hopefully better and it, when you're looking at him you say the price is about right but surely the way he kind of conducted himself in the US Open where he was I mean except for that obviously that missed putt which he must play in his mind over and over again uh, which probably would have got him in a playoff surely the way he conducts himself around the course and the way he can chase down shows that maybe he's not the player that he was 18 months ago and that must give you a bit of a bit of confidence going into the weekend yeah he's definitely He's definitely upped his game, and whether this, he's still to get his win in, in America, which is the, the negative yeah. point for me, and almost put me off, almost kept him off my list, you know. But nevertheless, his, his, his results in America are absolutely superb. And 14th at Firestone last week was a bit of a disappointment, seeing he, he went out with Poulter mm. in the last group, Masari, he was just a bit disappointing. But I just think. A major win is is like is the next progression, obviously. But similar to Molinari again, it's just that form and these European players coming into form in a Ryder Cup year, playing out of their skin, and he just looks one that I think will probably contend this week. Another player who has won on the uh, on the on, on the PGA Tour a fair bit, especially one big win this year, is Webb Simpson, who's the other one you've tipped up two points each way as well, which is a, you know a decent sized state for a player who's around about the sixty to one mark. Yeah, and we backed him, of course, at Sawgrass too, mm. which. Means we can reinvest, reinvest yeah. <laughs> some of the cast in this, but he's another one who's had a great year. He's you know just ever since the the anchor ban, the putting come in, he's he struggled badly, but now he's 
you know, the way he won at Sawgrass, you were looking to stand over each putt thinking he, he's going to hold this, you know, he had to look, uh, just had to look at somebody who's going to hold putts, which is great again for him, like, because when he came on the scene, like, around 2012, 2013, I think he won the money list in Auburn, or was close to winning, maybe Donald pipped him to the money list, but he was playing some exceptional golf back then and looked a proper player, and yep. the Sawgrass win this year just backs up, you know, what he was doing those years ago, and maybe just the, the putter was the, was the main difference. Uh, He's in the top 20 in strokes gain approaching, which is the stat that I, that I mentioned referred to, yeah. the, the BMW in 2008. And uh, he's just had generally a great year and back inside the top 20 in the world, which is a big jump for him now. And on the fringes, probably will make the Ryder Cup team too. So, it's, you know, this is one of those solid years. And I think Tita Green's always where I, the Tita Green course is always where I look to him too. I hence why I backed him at, at the players, just keeping the ball in play is so important there. And if he does the same again this week, if he if he plays anywhere near the way he played at those seventy two holes at Sawgrass, you know, I, I think he'd have won it. Do you think there's any credence to the idea that that maybe American golfers are more motivated for the US PGA and the US Open? Obviously, American golfers had a big stranglehold on the US Open for a long time. American golfers do seem to win the US PGA more often than European golfers. Is that does that come into your thinking at all, or for these players, the majors, majors, and, and the money coming along, it means they're all as motivated as each other? It doesn't really come into my thinking, but I, th- I think you're right, and uh, you know, especially with the, with the, the Open Championship, that you know, Americans come over and plenty don't give it enough attention. Like yeah. you see, even like Dustin Johnson, his tactics at that last uh, yeah. Wednesday were one Ketka as well, just yeah, gave the big stick out in every hole. You know, and like I don't, don't know what they were trying to achieve or the, the point they were trying to make. They were just you know bombing off everybody. It was never going to be the tactic around there, yeah. and it's just this. It's a bit of a poor attitude, to be fair. I think anyway, like it's mm. not just a bad game plan. It's a bit of a bad attitude. It's not respecting really, you know, what the game that's needed to be played on those links courses. But plenty of other Americans come. Plenty don't come. If you have the opportunity to come as well, plenty don't come over to play the Open just because simply they don't like it and maybe the weather doesn't suit. But I don't think I don't look to Americans in particular like on the on the on the American majors just thinking they they pay more attention to yeah. it. Just, a major's a major at the end of the day for them all. One player who you've tipped up. The next three are all all Americans. Um, so, and one of them listeners may not know a great deal about in, in Aaron Weiss um, or Wise. What can you what can you tell us about him and why have you tipped him up to, to do well here? I really like Aaron Wise. I think he's a, a brilliant prospect. He won the NCAA championship in two thousand sixteen. Tiger and Phil and plenty of others have won that. And I think, as I've said in the previous, I think he's probably the most exciting golfer to win that after after Tiger. Uh, I backed him personally, you know, didn't tip him up, backed him a couple of times at the start of the year, you know, around the 500 to 1 mark in the machine, and he went very close for me at the Wales Fargo, and then won the following week when I wasn't on, oh, no. I think he turned up at 40 to 1 at the Baron yeah, Nelson, yeah. And I couldn't go in at that odds, I would backed him, you know, 500 plus the week before, but uh, he's another, he's had a great season, obviously he won the Baron Nelson second at the Wales Fargo, he's, he's just got the talent to do something really special, and I think, you know, in the mould of, you know, not, maybe not as good as space, but just, you know, the, cre- the career progression, and he won a web.com event, and, that, and now he's, he's already won basically his first full season on the tour, so yeah. I, think he's, I think he's a special golfer, and as I also wrote the previous thing, top five player in the world in the future, so the three-figure price speaks to me. Do you care that he's 22 years old, that he's got little major experience, or do you think that's why we're getting the price we're getting? No, that could be even better. I think, you know, you know, he won't, he won't fear anything. 
you know, the likes of Schoflob going in over, over the weekend in the Open too, like, you know, he performed excellent, I think he's only 24, and I, did, I heard an interview with him on the Saturday night going into the Sunday of the Open, saying, you know, that he was as nervous as can be, and he didn't yeah, know yeah. how he was going to cope, but he coped very well in yep. the end, like, and these young guys can do that, and that's, you know, these young golfers winning majors, it happens every year, and obviously a lot of major winners these days are first timers too mm. that's that's just a trend and uh i think maybe motivation for the guys who haven't won a major previously it's just that much greater that it counts for an awful lot when it comes to these major weeks and although it might be too soon for ironways uh, at, at the three-figure prices so i think i think you just have to back it it was interesting listening to shuffle uh, talking after his third round at the open when he was asked how much uh, belief he would take forward after his big PGA Tour win last year, and he said, "No, no, no, he's going to have to think about when he when he blew up and, and shot a 75 yeah. the weekend before to fall yeah. out of contention." Yeah, his words were like, you know, I couldn't. Believe, I was hearing, listening to it on the radio on the way back home, and I just thought to myself, "Well, this lad's just going to play his way out of contention," yeah. and that, which he did, and yeah, then got yeah, back into it. Back. But yeah, I was fearful going into the Sunday after those yeah. words. It just didn't sound too confident <laughs> at all. I was, I was almost surprised in your tips ran up not to see Shoffley there, given how well he played. Um, in the Open Championship, and he's still available at kind of a six-six to one price, which could look promising given the guy play, seems to play so well in the big in the big tournaments. Yeah, he's got great results so far in major championships, like two top six, two two top sixes in the US Open, and then obviously that at the, at the Open last month. But his price is just about right for me, I think. And you know, sixty-six to one or fifties just doesn't tempt me as much as what it did in, in the Open. It'd be a huge huge effort to go go close twice in three weeks, wouldn't it? Yeah, exactly, and. Uh, you know, he's young enough where he, where he could do it, obviously, and I think there's big things ahead for him, but uh, his price is about right, and I, I'd rather back others at around the same price than him. Well, this is where you get to tell me that my bets uh, aren't, aren't so good. You got it spot on uh, last a couple of weekends ago, although I must say I did back, uh, back Francesco after day two, uh, following you in a bit later at a bigger price. So, um, two, two, thank you, mate. <laughs> <laughs> two for me. Two for me. I just need to let everyone know that I know I have, I have back to it. Yeah, you got a bigger price. Yeah, you got yeah, double got, the got price today. Double the price, yeah. <laughs> um, I am looking at Phil here, and I, I thought the days of backing Mickelson and major tournaments were probably over. But um, partly, I mean, I think he ranks tenth in your in your strokes gains um, from from yeah. fairway to green. His putting is obviously very very good from range as well, meaning that if he's not so accurate, um, he's the most pretty most inventive putter out there in terms of getting the ball down in two from distance. And he finished four under in that 2008 event we were talking about as well. So has has a bit of history on the course. And he's 80 to one. He's 120 to one on the exchanges as well, which just seemed, I mean, it almost seems a bit noisy being that price, given that he, you know, was a quarter of that price going into the Open. Yeah, well, I consider, I considered him for this week too. I have to say, and I do I agree with you that he's a big number. Uh, but you might be dancing around the greens. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he's definitely having a bit of a midlife crisis. But yeah, as you say, all parts of his game, you know should translate to this course and it's certainly a big number considering some of the numbers he's went off in the previous majors this season like on his win he obviously won in uh, in mm. Mexico the, the WGC and interestingly enough I thought Fleetwood you know he finished second there two years ago and I thought that course kind of you know it was a tree line track even though it wasn't and it was expected to suit the you know the accurate golfers even though Dustin Johnson won the previous year you know bombing it but he still kept it in play you know with things add up with that course in Chapultepec to me yeah. and obviously Mickelson won this year and yeah I wouldn't put anyone off backing him at that price definitely not getting one one nearly a tick like a tick with a kind of cross <laughs> at the top of it and uh, and next up Paul Casey 
I mean, I can't believe I'm backing a player who, who basically can't win, but I seem to be doing that unless he's in the clubhouse about two hours before the others get in. But again, he seems to me absolutely tailor-made for this course. Uh, so accurate off the tee, uh, can get it far enough down there where he'll have, he'll have short irons in and obviously one of the best iron players, short iron players in the world. Um, at 50 to 1, especially with the place terms on offer, it just seems like a math. And, and a guy who, you know, arguably in terms of consistency, is one of the best players to this kind of track in the world. Yeah, I wouldn't put you off there either. You know, you've got the win at the Fells Power earlier on in the season, and then he blew up, obviously, in the Travellers. You know, had Adam tipped up, was yeah. leading on the double with, with Wallace, yeah. I think. But uh, it pays, to, you know, if you want to make money at this game, it pays to have a short memory, and you, you can't. You know, how many messages did I, did I and you know, Alshagger get that night about, you know, Poulter or Casey choking and yeah. he's a choker and blah, blah, blah. But you can't, you can't focus on those things solely. Like, you know, obviously he has difficulties getting over the line plenty of time, yes. But nevertheless, he's got over the line this year. You know, mm-hmm. that's, that's a big positive. Like, yep. it's, not, it's not easy to win a golf event, especially in PGA Tour. So, uh, it just pays to have a short memory and anyone thinking you know you can't back Casey because you know he's a choker and he threw away that travellers it's definitely the wrong way of thinking you know he, he has all the tools to play well here this week definitely Niall I'm very excited now about Thursday <laughs> I can go into it with a shred of confidence I'm very excited indeed um, two more players uh, a you know a major winner firstly in Bubba Watson who um it's fair to say he's had a, had a steady year, if not spectacular for him, but someone who, who comes into the, the event maybe is a bit of a sleeper. Yeah, well, a steady, you know, he's, he's maybe gone through a bit of a lull in the last, yeah. you know, two months, but previous to that, it was some season, you know. It's, mm. You're getting, you know, around 66 to 1 on the 60 to 1 mark for, for a guy who's won three times this year. Like yeah. that, that is incredible when you think about it. It's just recent form in the last few weeks, I think, that's maybe drifted him out to that price. But the course, like, it just looks set up for him too, you know. Plenty of the holes are, are, are right to left, like like Augusta, and his fade off the tee just uh, it'll suit it down down to the ground. But thirty uh, first last week at Firestone, it's not that bad of a result either. That's what just recent form I think has contributed to that price. But if this was a regular tour event and this course in particular, you look at the course just on paper, there's no way you would get that price about Watson this week, mm. considering he's won three yeah, times this year on similar courses to the Travellers and you know the Genesis. Not, not too similar but similar tests in a way like those kind of classical you know tree lane golf courses yeah. I just think he's a massive number I, I, I don't see why he's that big fair enough Good coming into it Taylor May from Bubba Watson and then last up a player you tipped up for the Open Championship um, and he as ever was, was a steady self whilst never really getting into contention that's Kevin Nahr um, I think it's just 0.75 points each way so just a small one for you yeah more I'm more hopeful than British about this one like to be honest just can't watch uh, him win on, on that yeah one, of the, yeah one of those yeah <laughs> backed him at the Open obviously and I was, he was going well for a couple of days I think he was under par for the most of you know the first 36 holes and then just faded over the weekend and he finished 51st but uh, he's an artist had a good season a win a few weeks ago and one of the big trends in the PGA this last uh, you know, decade, two decades. You know, you have a win earlier on in the season, and he's he he is one of them. I went into Greenbrier three starts ago, and as I said, but at, uh, in the open preview as well, that you know, just that release of emotion as we've seen. He was yeah. talking to the fans <coughs> and telling it could just result in 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 some special results coming up, and it hasn't happened yet. He's only played two or three events since, so it's not an awful lot of time to judge that, but. Uh, Again, it's a tee to green track where you know Kevin excels and puts 
quite well when the pressure's on too, and just uh, just has the look. And one of those one of those players that could play well, and I think being at a slightly bigger number than what we backed them at the open, yeah, it was just too tempting for me just to lay off, especially with the, with, with the place terms and all. So there you have it, the six of Niles, uh, Niles' six tips. Dustin Johnson, Tommy Fleetwood, Webb Simpson, Aaron Weiss, Bubba Watson and Kevin Nahr. Before we leave you, let's just have a quick chat about some of the, the kind of headline names that we haven't spoken about yet and uh, who are at the top of the market, starting uh, with Rory McIlroy, who, who you've kind of mentioned could be quite good off the tee. I know he's been tipped up by, by some prominent tipsters out there, one of whom has been on our podcast before. Um, what do you make of Rory's chances this week? Uh, every chance, of course. Um, but I have to say, I wasn't really tempted. Just la- this last number of weeks, the, the approach play has just been that average that I don't think it'll cut the mustard. That being said, he, he always works hard at it, McElroy, and he'll be in the range with his coach, no doubt. And that'll be his main area of focus. You know, you'll watch the golf over, in the office over the week and. I don't know how many people will make the comment, ah, I'm not going to be missing putts again, and you know, this, that, and the other. Yeah. Putting isn't the issue. Like, he, he, yes, he's an average putter, really speaking, compared to some, but uh, streaky at the same time, he can be uh, exceptional sometimes. Yeah. But uh, putting is not the issue. It's a pr- uh, at the minute, the reason why he isn't winning is, is the approach play. He's actually putting quite well in the last number of weeks. So, yeah, he's got every chance. The price is about right for me, too. But then, you know, there's 10 places out there, you know, you can't see him out of the top 10 either. Yeah. Otherwise, he's very rarely out of the top 10 anyway. So, you know, it's not a bad bet, but just doesn't really interest me. Yeah, I see a bill and I'll check on surprisingly as well yeah. in the last 24 hours. <laughs> and uh, and finally, just a word on, on, on Tiger Woods. This obviously looks like, well, it is his last chance to, to win a major this year. Um, but he still remained, well, he still looks in fairly decent form. A disappointing um, weekend last weekend after what was a fantastic start. How, how do you rate his chances here? Yeah, decent chance too. I think this is probably the biggest price he's gone off for a major this season. Uh, obviously, led the Open, you know, halfway through the back nine, or or on just going into the back nine on the Sunday. Uh, I think he hit around six to four. So he, he, it's just been the story of the year, hasn't he? He's just got into that position. Uh, yeah. Sometimes in the back nine, sometimes earlier on in the week, where, you know. You just, you just think, oh, this is Tiger Woods. And although you were doubtful in the beginning with, you know, that he would come back and win an event, you know, he looks the type who, who when he's got into the lead, is, oh, he's going to go and do this. Yeah. Yeah, he's going to get over the line. And every single time, he's just been found lacking in some department. And it was a disappointing final nine holes to the Open, really. Not Kinda, for you. No, not for me, definitely not. <laughs> well, the Bay was the only one probably in the world and yeah. cursing him when he well, took the I lead, to be honest. Fair, yeah. Uh, but yeah, you know, it's one of those courses that might just play a bit long and, you know, if if he doesn't hit it well off the tee, which has sometimes been the problem this year, you find it hard coming into these greens from the rough, just like kind of Firestone last week. If you're in the rough, you know, holding the greens was a nightmare. So, yeah, he could play well again, probably just does play well again and, you know, top 30 finish. And yeah. I can't really see him win on it. So there you have it. Not Maybe not one for Tiger this time, but plenty of bets to be had there. And Dustin Johnson, the main one for Niall. Make sure you look at the Odds Checker site on our golf quiz to make sure you're getting the best bet. And you can see all the different bookies and the each way places as well. And obviously Niall's tips are up there. So if you haven't heard enough from him here, you can go and read what he's got to say as well.